Blog Talk Radio.
right, welcome back there, brothers and sisters, to another edition of Roundtable Tuesdays here on Pine Ridge Warrior Radio. Um, or if you guys are listening to us, it's Warrior Radio Broadcast Network. <laughs> welcome back there, brothers and sisters. Um, it's good to be back in the house, amen, um, both figuratively and literally. Um, I know that we uh, had a chance and an opportunity to broadcast live last, I think it was Saturday, um, and we're going to start getting back into our normal routine, Lord willing. Um, also, brothers and sisters, I, but before we get going here with tonight's title, uh, the last will be first part two. Um, we, we're just going to kind of see how things go here tonight. But I do have a couple quick announcements for you guys' ears, especially for those that haven't tuned in. Um, I know we've been kind of on a hiatus for the last week or two. Um, so we are back up here in Manitoba. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we are cor- uh, north, I guess, up here in Canada. And um, right now we are broadcasting back at a parent's house, uh, Stephen Paul Fraser's place, uh, at least for the time being until we can get our internet situation started out back over there at the new place. So I want to thank everybody that has supported us um, while we were out there in South Dakota. I want to tell you guys it was a great experience. It was a fun experience, but um, we're taking about a few months to come back, recoup, relax, and rest. And uh, we'll be back at her hopefully by September, if not, and then um, we're going to keep doing this until we reestablish a foothold back there on the reservation, Lord willing. Um, also, brothers and sisters, just uh, just to let you guys know, we do have the P.O. Box up here, P.O. Box 216, um, Morden, Manitoba, R6M1A3 is the postal address to get a hold of us at. Um, also, if you want to get a hold of us on Skype, are the 605-593-5602 number. Um, just give us a few days. Also, with emails, please give us a few days to go check our emails because we're only going to be checking emails, uh, what is it, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and possibly Saturdays or Sundays. Our Saturday show might be moved to Sunday, um, depending on how my new work schedule works out um, over there, Lord willing. So um, other than that, brothers and sisters, also we are going to be, uh, by the end of this week, we do plan on having up our warrior workshops on the website. So you guys just keep checking back periodically throughout the week to make sure that is all above board and it's there. And, um, yeah, so you guys keep an eye out for that, Warrior Workshops. Uh, it's going to be a free course to download, and, um, you know, hopefully you guys get a lot out of it. Um, so, yeah, so also, after you guys kind of get a hold of that, that in your guys' area, and you would like us to come down to your guys' area to actually teach this Warrior Workshop, just get a hold of us by email. Go to our website, warriorradiobroadcastnetwork.com, and go to the contact section. Subscribe to our email blast if you have not already done so. And, um, yeah, you guys can also contact us that way. Other than that, I think that's all the information I got for your guys' ears. Oh, also, um, if you guys would like to donate to us, there's two ways you could do so. Go to our uh, support section. Um, for those that are up here in Canada, you can donate to us in Canadian dollars. Um, also, those in the U.S., you can actually do the same to our Canadian account. We have two different accounts there, the U.S. account and Canadian account. We do that uh, for just in case, you know, for, for either or. So if you guys want to do that, uh, yeah, so you guys go check it out, WarriorRadioBroadcastNetwork.com. So without further ado, I want to bring on our very special guest, Brother in the Lord, that we have not had on for a long time, Brother Steve Reyes. How you doing, bro? Hey, I'm good, Curtis. How about you? Uh, I'll tell you, man, I, I'm doing good. Um, the last two days, man, I've been sleeping hard. <laughs> oh, that's really, really rough. Yeah. I, I would have liked to have been sleeping hard. Well, actually, yesterday I took it pretty easy because uh, for our American friends, they obviously had today off, but we had, many of us had yesterday off for our July 1st birthday thing. So uh, so I didn't work overly hard yesterday either, I guess, as far as that goes. So at any rate, hey, that's, 
we we've got to have a little bit of rest time, don't we? Amen. Well, it, uh, without rest, I'll tell you, a lot of us are going to burn out, and um, burnout is not good. But you know, you guys, I, I know that. Listen, even God Himself rested on the seventh day, so we got to find at least some point in our schedules, in our lives, wherever it might be, to take a day and rest. I'm not just talking about the Sabbath, but rest. Um, and, and do so, because brother, the other day I'll tell you, we went to bed at eight and we woke up close to eight, so that was that was a good, that was a nice long nap. <laughs> nice twelve hours, you know, and that and that makes me, you know, you, you make a good point, Curtis, and I know we're we're not uh, we're not delving in too deep yet, but you know, we um, we have a, um, a, mem- a family member, friend whatever you want to call her. And, you know, she said a while back, she said, you know, I was, I was working hard and, and she wouldn't take much time to, to take a break and she wouldn't relax on a Saturday or a Sunday or whatever, whenever she had the opportunity to. And she said she just flat out wore down. And, and she got to the point where, where she said, you know, I just can't keep doing this. And so she said, all of a sudden the Lord said to her, you know what, maybe you should, slow down on a day for a day and so she did and it's made a big difference you know um i agree you know we talk about the sabbath we talk about sunday um you know the scriptures talk about uh whatever day you you use be convinced in your own mind and and it will be just fine right if you if you're honoring a day you honor it to yourself so so but yeah, I think it's important, especially with our with our schedules and our economy the way it is. Um, we tend to think we can keep going, keep going, and keep going, and all of a sudden we hit the wall. And whether it's a whether it's a hard sleep or whether all of a sudden somebody comes up with a malady, um, you know, some sort of a, a physical issue or something like that, um, the Lord's kind of knocking on the door and saying, you know what? You 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 may be my child, and uh, you may have the Holy Spirit bubbling all over, but those are those are meat suits that you're li- you're living in, and they aren't invincible, right? So you know we got to be a little careful. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're right about that because you know if we keep going, I mean, you know, there's one thing to push your bodies to the limit and know your limitations, and always to never set a limitation on your body, but at the same time, we need to be wise because, you know, this, these still are flesh suits. I know everyone quotes, you know, that no deadly thing we shall eat shall by any means harm us. But, you know, the father also said, you know, don't don't be stupid. You know, don't be crazy. Don't don't do things that, you know, you're not quite ready for yet. Um, as my wife being, you know, pretty proficient in lifting weights, you know, I would no by no means try to match her on weights. Um, whenever she was at her prime, just because of my pride. So I would say it just like this, you know. I know you, and, and it's funny because you know we just I just got done telling you a story a little bit off air um, about a pastor that that basically you know he went to church service and he was he was he was feeling pretty sick. But I think because he allowed pride to enter in his heart, he was not able to say, "Hey, listen, I can't do this." Instead, he tried to fight through it and bugger through it, and it just wasn't. He just didn't bring his 100%. He wasn't living, letting the Lord work through him. He was kind of doing it on his own flesh. And, you know, the message suffered, the, the, the atmosphere suffered. So don't let pride get in the way. I don't care if it's, you know, and I'll kind of shut up and give it back to you. But 
don't let pride into your heart. Whenever you can't do something, don't be too proud and say, I cannot do this this day. Take a day. Take a break. Take a rest. If not, I'll tell you, you, you might end up doing more harm than good. Um, you know, especially if somebody else, especially in ministry position, if somebody else is supposed to preach a message, you know, the Lord is might telling you to do this to let somebody else do it um, for a time, or you know, maybe giving you rest so that you might tend to other things. You never know. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, well, let's pray, Curtis, and then uh, let's talk about some more of this stuff. Okay, Heavenly Father, Amen. we thank you, Lord, for who you are. We thank you for loving us, and we thank you for the air that you give us to breathe, Lord, the hearts that beat within our chests. And, Lord, the simple things in life that we so much take for granted, Lord, we thank you for them. We thank you, Lord, that you are our Father, and you have made all things for your pleasure. And so when we think of that, Lord, we think of ourselves being created for your pleasure. We also realize that because of the fall of man, we were separated from you, but you found a way to bring us back to you if we would just accept it. And so, Father, we thank you for your love for us. We, I, I acknowledge, Lord, that I have no idea of how huge and how incomprehensible that love is for me. But Lord, for each one of us that's listening tonight or by archive, Lord, that we would get into our spirit being what who you are and what you mean to us as your children. And Lord, that we would grasp that so that we would take the position that you have ordained for us from the beginning of time. Lord, we think of those tonight who may be suffering for one reason or other, whether it's physical, spiritual, um, economic, whatever it is, Lord, I pray that you would wrap your arms around that one and that you would draw them to yourself and that they would realize the love that you do have for them. Lord, tonight as we do some, some talking and share some scripture, I pray, Lord, and ask that your word would go forth and, Lord, that someone's spirit would be touched and that it would affect eternity. For it's in the precious name of your son, Jesus, that we pray and ask these things. Amen and amen. And, Curtis, amen. okay, so, Curtis, we I don't know how much you talked about the gathering uh, a week back. Um, there, there's, I guess there, there's just some thoughts there that, that came to my mind as I was, I was thinking about tonight. And, and one of the things that, that as, as we get into this thing, one of the things that really struck me is, you know, Paula says it and Donnie's point has, has picked it up and, 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 and Forrest has, and, and, and that is that there is no distance in the spirit. And and I think it's I I think we as believers need to come to grips with that when it comes to us and our fellow believers. We we don't we don't see the big picture many times. And because we don't, we can't absorb the fact that we are all brothers and sisters in this army. 
um, ragtag though it may appear, it's not what's on the outside that is what creates the army and the strength. It's what's on the inside, and it is the spirit that that builds and 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 draws us together. And so, you know, I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about the people that came to that gathering. For those of you that 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 don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, June 23rd and 24th, we attended a gathering in South Dakota, and this is this has become a, a, a two times a year thing, and and there are people that come from from many different areas of North America, and one of the interesting things that that I took note of, Curtis in particular was was that uh, Forrest was talking about the people that were there, and he said when he when he looked at the numbers, he said. There were only about 25% of the people that were actually from South Dakota, or, or I should say, at least local. Um, and when I say local, I'm going to say like a maybe a hundred mile radius. And 75% of the people that were there were from a greater distance than that. There was people from Texas, Wisconsin, Wyoming, and then those from South Dakota, but also from Nebraska and Manitoba, Canada, and so. And so when when as as you know as we spent time with so many of these people and we've come to know them it 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 just becomes so much more apparent how how precious these relationships are as we as a remnant people um when we look at it on what I'll call a local level or on a more global level as as remnant people we begin to draw on each other and learn and learn from each other and and build each other up because Curtis I think I think you heard some of the some of the testimonies that were that were given there um brother Tom and 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 uh, that the, the the one lady um that had lived in in um in a, a lesbian lifestyle that kind of thing and you know one of one of the significant things i guess that i heard coming from her was that there was this lady that came alongside her and helped her and that other lady also spoke and 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 talked about how people would look potentially look at her because here she was uh, having having a lot to do with this lady who was a professing lesbian and she had received the lord and she had come out of that lifestyle, but people, you know, people will tend to believe the ugliest and worst things, right? And so, it's it's unfortunate when that happens. But but what I'm saying is that people people that are our brothers and sisters in Christ have so much history and so many challenges and barriers that have been overcome, and and one of the things that that I keep thinking about is how Satan will try to use anything, especially in the life of a young believer or in a younger person to, to throw them off so that they never get to where they need to be. They never get to where, where the father uh, wanted them to be. And so, you know, I, I looked at the group of people there and there were some, some newer faces there that we maybe hadn't seen before and I think that's a good thing. And and as we move forward, hopefully there will be more of that. But, you know, it it, it brought me to a place where um, 
I was thinking about who we are and how we help each other and how we undergird each other. And it made me think of Evan, I guess, and and the the undertaking that they are um, involved in right now. And um, I'm I'm not necessarily putting putting in a plug for for this individual, but but as we witness what happens with people who are looking are needing help. And I'll I'll throw you guys into that mix. I'll throw Forrest and Sharon into it. I'll throw Brother Jerome Slides off into it. Donnie Williams. So many believers that have have a heart to help people. But one of the barriers is the finances. And let's face it, the we are we are we are in the world, but we are not of the world. But but the, the the word says that money answers all things. And so even if even if currency is part of the matrix, it is a tool that we as believers can use <coughs> excuse me to 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 increase an outreach. And and you know, brothers and sisters, Curtis, you, you know Evan, Evan and Christine, Evan Fraze is part of Reflecting the Way Ministries, and he has a visual handicap, and he's been raising funds for the last four months to, to buy a pair of new technology glasses that will help him see potentially at a 2020 level, normal vision, um, when he in fact today is considered technically blind. And so what he's been doing, what he and his wife have been doing, and we've been trying to help them with, is they've been trying to raise funds. Glasses like this are are $15,000. And you might say, well, what does that have to do with being a believer in our walk with Christ? Um, when I look at what is happening with with how we take care of our own, it is, it is, it's deplorable. It really is deplorable, and 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 I look, like I said, I look at many other people and ministries around, and and so many of them are they are not selfish people, they are selfless people. They are trying to give away. I'm thinking of Lena Anita Ministries right now. She's heading back to Uganda in four days, and and I don't know whether she's been able to raise the finances that she needs to actually finish that trip. But it, but it made me think of that. And then Mike Bradford is another one. He's been diagnosed with colon cancer, and and he needs help. And so I, I, I'm saying all of that to say that, brothers and sisters, for those of us that have the means to help, and, and whether that's financial or whether it's prayerfully or whether it's physically, we need to get involved. We really, really need to get serious about what what we do and who we are in the Lord, and 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 undergird those around us. Because as we as we gird up those around ourselves, we are we are creating a, a stronger battalion of believers that can fight off the wiles of the devil, and can take and take the offense into the darkness. And so brothers and sisters, it is it, it is it's important for us to consider this and to understand it and not just to to understand it but to to live in it. First Timothy verse chapter 5 verse 8 says, 
If any man, if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. And, you know, I looked at that verse and I said, you know, it's easy to take that on the physical. And so me being a dad and a husband, um, not a granddad, but I'm a husband and I'm, I'm uh, a child of the king. I'm a believer. Um, I, I, I take it seriously that I need to take care of my family. I need to take care of, of, of bills that come and expenses that are incurred. But I also look at this and I say, this is also spiritual and we cannot deny and look the other way. And so if we do not provide for those who are our own and every one of us is linked together, brothers and sisters in Christ, and I don't care how you look at it, the fact is, we are brothers and sisters, and it is up to us to care for each other the best way we know how and the best way that the Spirit is going to guide us to. And so while you can look at that verse and say it's a physical application, it is, but it is also very spiritual, and it's important for us to, to realize where we are and, and what the importance is of our small part in this puzzle. And, you know, we've talked about this before, that, you know, some feel, okay, well, I don't have anything to give. I can't help financially. I can't help physically. I can't help spiritually. Well, we can all help spiritually, and we all need to, because we need to come to an understanding, a realization of the power that we have when we pray, when we pray in the Spirit, when we pray to a Father who wants to provide. You know, I was thinking today as I was traveling home from my from my workplace about the situation with 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 Evan Fraser's eyesight. I just I just talked about him and the and the fundraising effort that's going on. You know, he has it's it's called um, congenital nystagmus. And, and and when you go into the medical system, they would call it um, a genetic defect. And I was thinking about that, and I thought, you know what, Lord, you like sometimes in our spirit we can we can question, Lord, do you really want to heal him? Why does he have it? And and I and, and as I was pondering this tonight tonight as I was coming home, I was thinking, Lord, you made all men perfect. You, they were, they were, they were made in your image, and they were, and they, you breathed the breath of your spirit into them to make them a living being, and when you did that, you created man to grow and to and to uh, pl- um, fill the earth. I was procreate until the earth is filled with mankind. Well, in the early days. Men and women, um, we have to know that somehow cousins married each other, brothers and sisters probably even married each other, half-brothers, half-sisters, who knows. And so when you look at some of the maladies that are in our society today and you, and you consider what the basis of them is, a malady like what Evan experiences has, it was never destined 
to be a part of any human's life. And so when we look at it from that perspective and we say, Lord, you can heal him and you want to heal him, I believe that he does because he never wanted Evan to walk in that. He, he never wanted that to be the case. But through, through degradation and, and, um, and the fall of man and all of that, all that that includes, in, including all of the compromises that happened from, from the, the fallen angels, it made me, it made me realize that, that something, a malady like that or other maladies that have come, other ailments that have come into our society and like even something, well, I don't know if AIDS is the right thing, but, but there are diseases around today that weren't around 150 years ago. So why is that? We're deteriorating. But we're not deteriorating because the Father wants us to deteriorate. It's a deterioration because of the darkness of this world and the evil that is so prevalent. And so, brothers and sisters, we, we need to learn that when we pray, we can pray in authority. And that when we pray, we're praying automatically in the Father's will. And you know what? I, I've, all, I've looked at it. I, I've taken it from a different perspective and said, okay, so if this person has this, this ailment or this issue and, and there are all of these people through history who may have had something similar, and the, but the Father never wanted them to have it. And so I look at it and I say, okay, so how many thousands of people died in, a, in an ailment or a sickness or a malady that was never redeemed, was never cured, was never fixed? And then I look at someone that may be beside us who has this, and I say, Lord, you want to heal that person. There is no question about it, because if for no other reason, we have allowed so many other people to have, to have passed away, to have gone on, because they were not prayed for, and they should have been, and they would have been healed. And so, I'm, Curtis, I'm not sure where, why, why this came up the way it is, but it's, it's there. Um, and so, uh, it, you know, we're... We are, we are to take care of each other. We are to take care of each other. You know, um, 1 John chapter 2, verse 8. Well, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, before we go there, I'm going, I'm going to, uh, let's read it. We'll read it first, and then hopefully my timing is okay. So 1 John chapter 2, verse, verse 8, and, and we've probably read this before, brothers and sisters, but it, 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 it deems Speaking it again, in verse 8 it says, Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. 
I write unto you little children because you have known the Father. I have written unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you young men because ye are strong. And the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Verse 15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. So, brothers and sisters, he's telling us that a new commandment I write unto you. And what that new commandment is, is that we love one another. And we've talked a lot about that. And, and I'm, going to, I'm going to reference something else. I'm going back to this, this uh, fundraiser that Evan, Evan and Christine Fraser are on. They are riding bicycles across the province of Manitoba, starting in, on the Saskatchewan border to the Ontario border, which is about 450 miles for our American friends. It's about 600 kilometers Canadian. Um, interesting thing happened. Paula and I, Evan is our son, Paula and I were, were supporting them. We left last Friday, and, and they were taking this thing in chunks. They're, they're traveling about 60 to 70 miles a day on bike. And so Friday was one day, Saturday was another. Sunday, they were on their third leg, and we had, we had told them, we have, a, we have a camper, and we told them, we're going to meet you on the highway, and, and we'll, we'll stop and we'll have lunch for you guys. And so we did that. We stopped on the side of the road, and, and this, this story is going to take a couple of minutes, but you're going to have to bear with me. We stopped on the side of the road, and Evan and Christine are having lunch in the camper. And, and I'm standing outside the camper, and another pair of bikers who were from eastern Canada, they were French people, they come riding up to the back of the camper. And the man stops, and he says, Sir, did you leave some Cokes on the side of the road, some Coca-Colas? And I looked at him, and I said, No. And he said, are you sure? I, I, I guess at first he kind of took me back because I didn't understand what he was saying. And I said, uh, no, I, I'm not sure if I understand you. And he says, well, did you leave some Coca-Cola drinks on the side of the road? And I said, no, I didn't. And he said, well, he said, we found two Coca-Cola, cans of Coca-Cola and a box of granola bars. And he said, we were, we were running out of food and so we were so thankful that we had this food. And the interesting thing was, we had driven by, and I had seen that, and, and I thought someone had stopped there for a snack and thrown some stuff out of the vehicle or, or just left it on the ground there, not paying attention to the fact that it was a, a full box of granola bars and a couple, of, a couple of pops. And so anyway, these people had come up, and they found this stuff, and so they, here they were eating it. And I said, well, no, it wasn't us. But the guy says, wow, whoever did that, it was, it was such a blessing. And so these people, these people were French folks, and they, they were actually biking to Montreal. So for any of you who understand how large Canada is, woo, that's a long way. That's thousands of miles. At any rate, so here Evan and Christine are finished their lunch, 
and and it was kind of funny because they were done their lunch and we took off and we they were almost to where they were going to go for the day and and we it just so happened we drove by these this French couple who were biking they were up 3 or 4 miles up the road and I stopped a couple few hundred yards ahead of them and we still had some Gatorade so I said hey guys have some Gatorade oh thank you and so they took them and they took off and then at the end of the day Evan texts and he says hey guess what he says we passed the Frenchies on the road. He said they were eating Subway and they were drinking Gatorade. And I said, oh, well, you know where the Gatorade came from. And so, but the, the whole crux of that long story is, is just to say that someone has seen someone riding a bike somewhere out in the middle of central Canada on our Trans-Canada Highway. And they cared enough about someone to put some pop down on the road and some granola bars and said hey somebody's going to find this stuff and they'll be able to eat it you know what I don't know whether those people that did that are believers or not but I pray they are and if they aren't we as believers could take a very 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 serious lesson from that because they would would see a potential need and they were going to fill it and they didn't even know who would have been the recipient of it and the person who would be thankful to them it's like paying something forward right and some of us have done that from time to time and so i just i just thought that that was something that that was so so neat to come across um that that people cared so much that they would actually put a little little parcel on the side of the road and so look around you to see the needs of those around yourself. Because I know each one of us has needs. But I've said it before. Each one of us has something to bring to the table to help someone else. And, and it is important that, that each one of us comes into that place where we understand that. We have value. You know what? Five years ago, if somebody would have told me, you're going to talk on this crazy radio for an hour, I would have said, no way. And, and it was probably less than that that I said that. But you know what? We're not perfect. None of us are perfect. I'm not anywhere close to perfect. But if the Lord asks us to do something, we need to do it. And this is only the beginning. There are other things. It's not, this is not an end-all platform. There are other things that we must do that are about our father's business. Now, I wanted us to I wanted us to go to a parallel, a parable. Sorry, Matthew twenty four. Um, some of these things are are kind of on the peripheral of the last being first, but but this thing just struck me, and I felt like we needed to talk about this tonight. So Matthew chapter twenty four and verse fourteen. Um. Mm, Maybe, uh, I think I might have messed up that reference. Oh, dear. Okay, well, the reference that I'm looking for is where um, the man goes on a journey and he leaves money for three men. Oh, dear, I might not have the reference. Um, Okay, well. You know what? It doesn't matter. I'm going to paraphrase the story, okay? So here in Matthew, and it's somewhere between Matthew chapter 20 and Matthew 25, um, 
there's a good man who is is going to go on a on a journey, and so he he comes to three of his underlings, I'll call them, three of his servants, and to the first servant he gives five talents, and he says, um, "Go and gain mine." And earn more money with what I'm giving you. He goes to the second servant and he gives him three talents. And he says, go and earn more money with what I've given you so that when I return, I can collect it. He goes to the third servant and he gives him one talent. And and he says the same thing to this man with one talent. And so this man leaves and he goes on his trip. And the man that has the five talents goes and he earns another five talents. He works and, and the Bible doesn't specify what he does, how he does it, but he earns another five talents. So he has a total of 10 talents. And, and so the, the man with three talents, likewise, he goes and he earns another three talents. He comes and he has six talents. (laughs) So now the, the good man or the, the, uh, the the head of of this home or business or farm or whatever it is comes back and he calls these three men in and so he asks the man with five talents what have you done and he says i have worked and i've earned these five talents more and so i have 10 talents okay and then the man with the three talents the same thing he has three more talents to offer him and and then he goes to the man with one talent and the man with one talent says well, he says, I knew that you were a, a, a very stern and straightforward man, and I was afraid um, of you. And so what I did is I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here it is. This is yours. Have it back. And, and so th- this, this man says to him, why would you at least not have put it into the bank and gained interest? Now, I'm paraphrasing, brothers and sisters. I'm sure you, you guys have heard this story before, at least if I haven't butchered it too badly. And so, so he says, why did you not earn interest on this? And, and so, so he, he takes the talent away from the man who had one and gives it to the man that had ten. And, and he basically starts to talk about how um, the man that has one talent or does not do any work is in a very dangerous position. Um, you know, I really, really need to find this reference. And I don't know, Curtis, if you know where it is just off the top of your head. Um, Matthew 25, just a minute. I think. Um, is it? It's, yeah, <laughs> and, and we, can, uh, we can thank a sister in the Lord for that. I'll tell you that. The sisters really stepped up on this. It's uh, Jennifer Tennant. Well, this is in Matthew 25. Thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> okay. And so, okay. Now, uh, I've kind of paraphrased my way into the into the nuts and bolts of that, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start reading in verse 22. And, oh, okay, it was two talents, not three talents, so I don't even know how much money it was. But anyway, verse 22, 
He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I've gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. And so he had already done this with the man with five talents similarly, right? And then in verse 24, And then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast, that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. And verse 29, For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into utter darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know, as you carry on down here, uh, verse 31, this is relating to this parable. It says, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on the right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Now, the parable above, brothers and sisters, we have all been given a talent. Whether it's one talent, two talents, three talents, four talents, five talents, seven gifts, nine gifts. 12, 13 fruits, 14 fruits, whatever they are, we have all been given. Brothers and sisters, it is, it, is, it is wrong for us to sit on what we have been given and not use it. And I'm referring to the parable of a man with the one talent. He was given something and he did not use it. He didn't see, he didn't, he didn't, he could not look forward enough to realize that he would grow what was there if he would just use it. Brothers and sisters, we need to just use it. We need to use it. We need to exercise it. Um, Okay, Um, verse 37, then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee unhungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto the least of one of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on his left hand, depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was an hungered, 
and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in, naked, and ye clothed me not, sick and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee in hunger, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? And then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye did it not unto the one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but righteous, but the righteous into life everlasting, or life eternal. Brothers and sisters, this is, this is another degree of putting yourself last so that you can be put into the right place, into the place that the Father has for you. You know what? No one, no one has ever said that our lives are going to be a bed of roses and that things are going to be nothing but petals and bubbles all, all day long, all year long, all life long, because that's not realistic. Brothers and sisters, we realize that we are in a scrap. What does it say again in Ephesians 6 verse 12? It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against powers, against principalities, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And so our battle is spiritual, and we need to learn to separate the spiritual from the physical. Because he also says in Second Chronicles 7.14, If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. You know what? I, I thought about that verse and I thought, you know what? We as believers have no one, no one to blame, not Mr. Obama, not Justin Trudeau, not Mr. Trump, not, not Stephen Harper, not Mr. Putin. We have no one to blame on this earth besides ourselves for the condition that this earth is in. Because we have not stood up to be counted with our, with our Redeemer. Because just think of what would have happened if we would have all taken the same kind of stand that our Savior took for us. What would this world look like? Where would we be? And how, would, how different would things be? I know one thing. That serpent, he started as a snake in the garden. He wouldn't be the serpent in Revelation. And certainly not on our watch. Not if we were doing what we were told. And so, you know, brothers and sisters, this is about learning to humble ourselves before the Father, coming into his courts with singing. <clears throat> oh boy, I'm going to mess that verse up. But we, are, we need to humble ourselves before the Father so that he can lift, our, lift us up. But humbling ourselves before the Father is not becoming a doormat for the world. We know who we are in the, in the Savior. And so when things are wrong, things are wrong. But in areas where, where there is one who needs something that we can give, it's, it's up to us to become 
selfless and and help those. Um, you know, Curtis, I, I guess it just made me think of of what happened there at, at the gathering on the weekend with with Jerome and and yourself and uh, and 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 the apology that was that was spoken there by Forrest and Sharon and 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 how how much how much hurt has occurred between different between different I'll call them ethnic groups um the native north americans for one uh being being pushed into concentration camps by we white people and i have to group myself in that because because that's the way we are viewed um but we can remit those sins we can pray for forgiveness. You know, uh, it made me think of Stan Johnson, Matthew eighteen eighteen. What you bind in heaven will be bound on earth, and what you loose in heaven will be loosed on earth. And so, brothers and sisters, we we have we have this huge opportunity, and and we can look at it like it is a chore or a burden or something that is negative but we've been granted so much we can't we honestly cannot even begin to imagine what we've been granted besides the position that we have as as step brothers and stepsisters with Jesus Christ because we are joint heirs and so oh, the last will be first because he has spoken it and so where do we want to be while we're living this living this life um, pretending to be servants, being servants, being happy with where we are, um, not worried about the next person, not thinking about um, what what's going to happen in the next week or the next month? Or are we just sitting there and thinking, oh, well, I'm part of the tree pre-trib rapture. Um, n- nothing's going to occur that's going to be seriously detrimental until until the Lord comes and and whips us uh, whips us out of here, um, brothers and sisters. If that's the way you're thinking, you need to really re- you really need to reevaluate what your where your heart is because uh, I just first of all I wouldn't assume anything like that. But your heart needs to be checked if that's the way you're thinking. Because what about all of those souls that are are floundering in life, looking for what you have and looking everywhere but where the answer is? Brothers and sisters, we need to be serious about our Father's work. Curtis, any thoughts? Well, actually, I got quite a bit of few thoughts. <laughs> you know, you were talking about, you know, especially right there at the end, with those of you that, you know, brother, I'm going to use this as an example with uh, you seeing that 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 soda and the, the the granola bars that were left on the side of the road. Listen, if we are kingdom people, you know, wherever we go, we should under we should start looking by looking at it this way that no matter no matter where we go, I don't care if it's to the grocery store or to wherever it is. That the Father is sending you there for a reason, and you know I'm not going to be this type of person where you know there's a there's a pre-planned thing for everything, but us as kingdom people, we're going to attract kingdom things. 
Whenever we live for Christ, we no longer live for ourselves but for him. And we need to start thinking about it this way. The same way that you went on the trip to, to go with Evan and you know Christine for, for his thing, and you saw that on the road. That is an opportunity to minister to individuals. I would use that as an example. It don't matter if you're going to work, if you're going to the gas station or whatever it is. We need to start listening to that inclination and do what the Father says. You know, brother, I'm going to use this as an example. For those of you that don't know, whenever I was on the job hunt, a few days ago, um, the same grocery store. You know, we kept getting like this. You know, I would say I wouldn't say a good feeling, but I'm like, you know, this is very strange. This is odd. It's peculiar um, that this grocery store would give me a call back, especially after two months. This position hasn't been filled. So, long story short of this, after I went into my first interview yesterday, I was asking the Lord, I said, "Lord, why are you sending me here?" And He said, "Just wait." As I was talking to this lady, she says, you know, I, I really wanted to call you in to, to just talk with you because what you have on paper here, you're a very interesting individual, and I just had to meet you. And as we got to talk talk a little bit more, um, Brother Steve, we I actually got a chance to pray for her there in the office. Um, she's a believer. She believes in, in, in the supernatural. She believes in, um, you know, the things of God. And, you know, that's very hard to find, especially out in the area that we're in, as you can attest. And, you know, she was asking me about certain acquaintances, and I said, yeah, I know them. And they're like, oh, that's cool, so you know them too. So long story short, she – by whenever I left, I, I really – she's like, is there anything else that you would like to know or anything else that you would need before we leave out of here? I said, let me pray for you. So I started speaking blessings over her life and just really speaking how I seen you know God move in her life. And now, mind you guys, this is in a corporate setting. This is at a job interview. <laughs> and, you know, I, I really felt the Lord impressing on my heart some things. So, you know, if I don't get the job, if for any other reason, I think that's what the Lord has sent me to, and that's just to speak something into her life. Um, you know, I made it evidently clear that, you know, I, I, I am doing this job to help support my family, just as Apostle Paul was a tent maker. And, you know, I was really talking scripture with her. And I said, this is the reason why I'm doing this, you know, to help support my family and help to support some decisions that we made. But later on in life, you know, my passion is ministry. You cannot do the things that we've done and see the things that we've seen and go about a mundane lifestyle, so to speak. I said, I, it just can't be done. And she started to laugh. She's like, I totally understand. So anyways, they. she's like, I really got a good feeling about you guys. And even today, out in my second interview, I laid it. You know, it talks about part in scripture, brother Steve, where it says, you know, don't ever have to think about what you're going to say whenever you get brought before mm -hmm. anybody, um, mm -hmm. and that literally mm -hmm. means anybody. So, you know, whenever I was there, I said, listen, you guys, I want to be a part of this. I want to grow an opportunity. I, I want to grow, you know, a career. But at the same time. I want to still have the flexibility to do the Lord's work, and it's funny because I talked to an individual, and he was a minister up in the northern territories to the Aboriginal people up there, the First Nations up there, and you know he was a hunter, trapper, and then he got sent down here to to um, you know Morden area, and he was working at a co-op for for a few years, and it was pretty cool. It's just interesting how how the Lord is setting things up in this in this market in this area. So, you know, I said that to say this, that no matter where you go, we are kingdom people, brothers and sisters. You are a kingdom person. You know, just as the Lord says, I don't do anything unless I first see my father doing it. But we have to have opportunities in our lives to minister the gospel. You know, it, even just as something as simple as praying for individuals, something just that will open up the door 
for for something, for you to plant the seed, for you to water it, or for you to see the harvest, or you know. But God gives the increase. Amen. So. Yeah, and th- and that is and th- yeah, and that is a very very good point, Curtis, because I know I know for myself um, in the past. In the past while, I've tried to become, tried to be more sensitive to to what may be going on that is not necessarily in the physical. And one of the interesting things was, and this won't take long, um, we were we were down there in Custer, and I, and I was just relaxing around the RV, and all of a sudden I had this picture come into my mind, and it was it was a picture of a funnel. And I thought it was it was kind of peculiar because, you know, I'm old enough to know the older funnels used to be kind of big and they would have a screen in them so that if you poured stuff through them, they would catch any impurities that were in there. But it was like I saw it and then and then the Lord said, no, no, it's not just one screen. There's going to be I want you to see seven screens in this funnel. And so what I, what I was seeing is that we're being poured into this funnel as believers and and for those of us who have too much of ourself we get caught in the first screen and and as we go down through the screens we have to release we we have to get rid of more of ourselves as we go and and only those that are truly pure and fluid are going to get through the into the bottom of that funnel and you know it's it's such a simple analogy and yet and yet I thought wow like like he gave that to me because I'm going well where in the world did I get that from like I didn't do that myself okay and so um that but but that's what it's yeah we are kingdom people Curtis you're right that's good terminology and and we we need to be spiritually discerning and paying attention to our surroundings because there are so many needs and there are so many people just looking for us to care for them, to help them, to be with them. Um, Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's who we are. Yes. And you know, we can't, we can't forget that. And even brother Steve with the, with the job opportunity that you have, you know, it's very strange because, you know, the place that you're living, that you're going to be working at, um, that you are working at, you know, their their closet, uh, I would say closet charismatics. <laughs> uh, best charismatics with a small um, C, that's what Derek says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's that right there. You know where they stand. And I think going into the business yep. places, you know, a lot of times we try to please that business to accept us, but you know, hey, listen, yep. you're going to accept me the way I am and the things I do because that's who I am. I, I can no longer, you know, if anything, on the reservation, brother, what it taught me and Haley was that we cannot stifle who we are in the Lord to help please even to undergird another ministry because it's who we are that is our strength and who we pretend. If we try to pretend to be something, that's playing on our weaknesses. You know, the father says, you know, basically that that old cliche that says, come as you are. I know it's not biblical, but come as you are. Go and present your best foot forward. Present who you are in Christ first, no matter where you're at. And if they accept you, they accept you. If they reject you, they reject you. Just as the disciples, the Lord said to the disciples, if your peace dwells upon that place, if your peace comes back to you, 
you know, uh, first mm-hmm. of two things. He says if you, if you go in there and your peace dwells there, then that's where you're to abide. And if it comes back to you, then you dust the hands and you know off your dust, dust your hands yeah. and feet and go. Um, <laughs> right, you know, right. So, so there's a lot to that, brother. And I don't care where you're well, at. I don't care if you're a baby Christian or what you've done. You know, that goes back to the whole kingdom principle. Amen. Yeah, and and just to just to just make a small comment about what you said about my workplace i've i was i was off of i was out of the office for two weeks and i got back into the office this morning and and my boss derek he came and sat down and and uh he got in probably eight thirty or 20 to 9 and we sat together until 10 a.m and we just talked about what had happened in the last two weeks, whether it was with me, whether it was with him, whether it was with the business. And then towards the end, he he shared a few things with me. And he said, Steve, I'd like you to think about those things and, and pray about them. And because he says, I need to make some decisions. And I'm going, wow, where 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 do we have the ability to to be in a situation like that? And we just know that the Lord has put us there because it's a transitional time for us. And they, and, and this company's given us all the flexibility we need time wise. And so, whew, it's, it's amazing. It's, a, it's amazing when you're in the right, in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, whenever the Lord puts you in the right place at the right time. So, brothers and sisters, if we can leave out of here, and and, and really the last will be first. Um, and this kind of all ties into to the title for tonight's message. You know, don't don't stifle, don't put yourself aside, and just stand strong in who you are. Um, and brother Steve, you know, another thought to think about, guys. You know. What's interesting is about the guy that that the the, the unprofitable servant, right? Um, and the king, the guy that was in charge of it, and he says, "You know, I'm a wicked man. You know where I plant. Uh, you know, I, I plant where I don't. Basically, you know, I sow where I don't yep. plant. You know, that's that's yep. kind of a conundrum to think about in itself because these guys know he's a wicked man, and they agree that he agrees that he's a wicked man, but yet he did a very just thing in his eyes. You know, he he, he multiplied." Where this guy was at, the servant that was faithful. So be faithful in your area of business. It doesn't matter if you're with the believing with the believer or not. Be faithful yeah. to where you are in God will still increase your 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 storehouses. Amen. And I'm not just yep. talking about Absolutely. your wallets. I'm talking about your spiritual storehouses. So Yep, exactly. For sure. Yes, sir, you're right, Curtis. Woo. <laughs> that's some that's some deep knowledge. Um as Haley would put it, drop the hammer. You guys do realize that that, 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 that saying, and I think it was Jennifer that said that the other day, drop the hammer, that's scriptural. You know, that's biblical, man. That's scripture. That's canon. Um, so I forget where that was oh, at. Oh, is that anyways. the one that dropped so, in the well, water and swam? Before we get going. Yeah. No, no. Actually, this one is, uh, he says, I will bring the hammer to smash the rocks. Um, you know, so. <laughs> the I was just, I was trying to, I, I knew. Uh, I knew that I knew that that the the axe head was the thing that that was thrown into the water and it floated. So okay. I was just being facetious. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, brother, before we get going, give out your contact information and also uh, how people can support Evan and Christine out in their endeavors. Um, just kind of give that information out if you would, and then after that we'll be mm. going. Amen. Okay. Sure. Um, 
for those of you who don't know, I am Steve Fraze. This is uh, Roundtable Ministries, and we have a website. It's roundtableministriesinternational.com. So if you're interested in having a look, you can do that. You can contact us via email on the site there. Um, you can either you can either hit the link or you can actually do just do a contact right on the site. We have a couple of phone numbers that you can contact us at if you have any questions, comments, prayer requests, whatever uh, you would like to talk about. Um, my cell phone number is 204-497-0077, and my U.S. Skype number is 605-223-1866. That is 605-223-1866. So if you have any questions or you would like to talk about anything or or just have comments or or you would like like us to maybe share um, something that you have a question about, by all means, do that. And uh, we'd love to help you with that if we can. The other the other thing that Curtis mentioned there is Evan. Evan Fraze is on this bike ride across the province, and he's trying to raise money for this pair of glasses. These glasses are fifteen thousand dollars, and I think they they're tr- they need to raise about ten thousand dollars more. Uh, that is Canadian money, but at this point, it's it's academic. Um, it is what it is. Um, he is on a GoFundMe page. He's at GoFundMe.com, and I believe it's Evans. Um, Evans Ride for eSight is what it's called. He's also on Facebook. It's, he's under Evan Fraser or Evans, Evans Ride for eSight there as well. And you can actually follow them as they're trekking across the province. They've got a good part of it under their belt already. I think they have two days left, and it looks like they're going to make it. I know that it's been a pretty tough journey for them because they were – they were tuning up for it for quite some time, but to run six or seven days steady at um, at 100 kilometers a day, that's that's pretty hard work, uh, even for young people. Us old guys, we I would love to do something, but I think it's only in my mind that I would love to because then my body would give up about 50 miles down the road. At any rate, that that is uh, <laughs> that's another ministry opportunity for for any of you that are looking for something to. To contribute to one way or another, I think that's all, Curtis. Amen. Well, let me just throw this in there to make you feel better, dude. Uh, I'm 26 and I still wouldn't do it. My body wouldn't handle <laughs> handle that. So I think it, it takes a special uh, individual for that. Um, Samson I, legs. I think if I, yeah, I think if I had a Suzuki M109 or something, I might be able to make it. <laughs> that's yeah, a motorcycle I, I think for those I, of you. Yeah. <laughs> now I would be more than happy to make that if I put like a few uh, horsepower gas motor on there and just kind of yeah. put it along right beside him. I think that would work too. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <anyways>. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> completely. Uh, oh well, yeah. Okay. Brother Steve, uh, thank you for coming on. You guys, that's Ra- that's Brother Steve Fraze from Roundtable Ministries. Um, love and appreciate you, man. God, uh, you and you know, uh, thank you again for letting us broadcast here at your home until we decide to get things uh, fixed fixed and figured out with uh, the internet situation so with that being said i love and appreciate you guys i always remember stand tall before man about low before god and we'll see you guys this coming wednesday for another edition of young disciples and i think uh you know uh, i think this one should be how to grow your storehouse man um i think that'd be a good one you know uh, i kind of came up with that title just now so you know we'll be talking about a little bit how to grow your spiritual walk how to increase 
the things that God has given you and how to uh, some some little tidbits on how to increase your faith in in certain areas and uh, how to tune your ear into the things of God. So all that's coming up next on another edition of Young Disciples here on Warrior Radio Broadcast Network. God bless you guys and see you guys next time. Um, as soon as I figure out how to play a play a song here because I'm broadcasting off two different platforms. So. <laughs> So you guys just give me a second. I love it. I love you guys, really. I do. And um, you know, don't don't forget to check them out, uh, Brother Steve Fraze uh, from Roundtable Ministries. And uh, yeah, Roundtable Ministries INTL. That's Roundtable Ministries uh, International. Um, also, you guys, if you guys would like to get a hold of us, you know, go to our website, WarriorRadioBroadcastNetwork.com, and go to the donate section and all that other good stuff. So I love and appreciate you guys. I'm gonna leave you out with Shalom. Shalom